0: So Yeah. Did you record a track this week?
1: I thought you were gonna do that.
0: Oh. Well see, I thought because you were already playing music with the backstage live guys, you'd just have so much time to since you're just set up, you know. Yeah,
1: well see the I, the thing I thought though was that we had discussed that you would, you know, actually get some kind of work done this week. I oh. don't know. did you
0: did you email me that because i don't text just go
1: oh well well i guess
0: we don't have one so we
1: don't have one um and instead of pointing pointing fingers at anyone we'll just uh we'll, we'll get to it next week yeah yeah what's up everyone this is uh oh my god I just went through three names of different things in my head, and none of them were <laughs> right. <laughs> this is the Dipped in Tone podcast. I'm Rhett.
0: <laughs> I'm Zach, and this is episode 13.
1: Lucky. Yeah, and we still don't have an intro. You know. That's fine. We're working on it. Um, We got a, we got a, actually three really good topics lined up for today, so I'm really excited about this one. Uh, and, sure. and as always, quick shout out to... Our Discord chat, our Patreon supporters, everyone hanging out here with us live while we are recording. If you want to join in the fun, people are posting gifts and having all kinds of jolliment in the chat here. Uh, You can join our Patreon
0: for $2 a month. Link down below. It's super distracting for me because I just just (laughs) see that and I don't pay attention to what we're talking
1: about. (laughs) Oh, man. Don't encourage them because now they're going to be trying to distract uh, us the entire time. Uh, See so here, yeah. you just look at it. Okay. It's already started. I yeah, know. There right. you go. Well,
0: so oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had Backstage Live this week.
1: Yes, I did so,
0: this so past I, Saturday. I assume that was your whole week. Just it consumed you. Man, you know what?
1: I actually had a, a very – this week – was a bit of a roller coaster of emotions um started off strong got a video out you know and then kind of went into a tailspin which you know you and i were texting about Uh, i do this thing where um when i'm when i have a lot to do and feel overwhelmed which i always do on the week of a show i can't get anything done and my wheels start spinning and i'm just like start working on one thing and then di- get distracted and work on another thing and then two days goes by and I have nothing productive done. But I was able to to rally and and get another video done and get ready for the
0: show and I think the show went off pretty well last night. I did not watch it. <laughs> but I'm going to. Because, How could you? Man, it's like it happens when you, for, for any of those that listen or watch who are parents uh, with small children, you eat way earlier than Mm. normal people. So it usually is starting right as we're like figuring out dinner. And so I like, there's no way to like sit and enjoy something. And like, sometimes I'll have it on like just on the TV and, uh, and we'll kind of like listen while we're eating, but I can't pay attention. So So that's been (laughs) like the biggest
1: struggle we've had with this show is the finding the time because We're incredibly fortunate to have a literally a worldwide audience for this thing, which is insane. And so we tried to come up with a time that people in Europe could watch and and people in the East Coast and South America could watch and people on the West Coast like it would work for everyone and people in like Australia, Southeast Asia could also watch. It's morning time for them. So we settled on 5 p.m. Eastern time, which has worked out pretty well because it's late for Europe, it's kind of midday on a Saturday for uh, the West Coast. You know, it's like seven, eight in the morning for Australia. Uh, but yeah, you just it, listen. It's not the the ideal way to play a show, but we're making it work.
0: Right. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I I typically watch them and enjoy them. So I'm well, we had a good time playing. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll definitely watch it while I'm getting through the enormous pile of pedals i have to build
1: yes you have quite the order stacked up i imagine that was most of your week right
0: oh it's it's most of everything so i i have as of sunday the 22nd i have 365 pedals on order so i have a pedal a day (laughs) for a year uh but uh it's fine it's the hardest thing for me is since it's still just me um I'm trying to decide where to put my focus because I'll have like X amount of this to build and X amount of that to build, but I could build smaller batches and fulfill orders sooner. So I don't know whether I should just build all of one model and just like have them all like decked out and ready to go Uh, and then push like make everyone wait a little longer and fulfill all the orders at once or like build as I go. Like that's the difficult part for me and that's something that I've just been like so stressed out about but luckily i've been talking about this like since we started my enclosure guy jacob who is a saint is making a new facility to build turnkey for a few people very selective and i'm lucky enough to be one of the first people so hopefully by the end of this year he'll be taking care of at least a portion of stuff
1: what so. a great problem to have
0: though right yeah, well yeah i shouldn't complain
1: but I mean, you have so many orders that you can't fulfill them on your own. Like that's, that doesn't suck.
0: No, but it, it's just like you, like all, for me, all I can think about is this seemingly insurmountable task that I have to do. And that's like, it's all I can think about. Yeah. So We need help. Yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> we do. In so many ways where you and I are both in basically the same position just in two different avenues like what you were just describing about trying to figure out what to work on and how to execute it I'm in the exact same position I I like making youtube videos running two podcasts Tilly and I are in the process of like overhauling the backstage journal podcast and we'll be relaunching it uh probably next year I'm trying to work on two video courses get those out And the live show and the band and everything. It's, uh, I need help. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it's like like for me, because I think so often, like when I tell people how much I have to do, like build wise, that doesn't even count like bookkeeping, designing, you know, like I have so, I have a bunch of prototypes coming this next week, like a bunch of stuff that I still have to do. I have to find time to like do that all while, Staying at my soldering station and getting that stuff done. But I shouldn't complain, and I'm not trying to, so.
1: Hey, me neither. We're very lucky boys. Yes, yes. So our first topic. This week is a big holiday week here in the states. And uh it's grown to be a big holiday week throughout the at least the Western world that yeah. I'm aware of. Uh Black Friday. Black Friday's not the holiday in the States, obviously, it's Thanksgiving. But <laughs> Black Friday has. I feel like over the last ten years, I've watched Black Friday start as this fun thing, where, you know, you go Thanksgiving night and you you camp out in a um, parking lot of a Bass Pro Shops, so you can wake up early in the morning to get um, deals on on denim and uh, and ammunition, um, which I have done. <laughs> it's America three times, in fact. <laughs> I actually didn't buy any stuff, but we used to, me and my friends, my high school friends, we would, like, every Thanksgiving, we'd make a um, shout-out to Andrew and Bill. We would go and camp out in the, the parking lot of Bass Pro Shops so that Bill could buy his jeans for the whole year and buy his ammunition <laughs> for, like, $20 off or whatever. And It was just a fun thing. Like, we'd just go and hang out and stay up all night in a parking lot and, you know. Um, So I feel like we've watched it go from that to now. Black Friday is like a whole season. And specifically in the music world, and the music retail industry, it's it's following the rest of retail where it's just kind of creeping out beyond just Friday or the the day after Thanksgiving. And it's now weeks ahead of time and weeks after. I mean, I feel like people are just looking for any excuse to slap Black Friday deals on anything now.
0: Yeah, and... It's become less like uh, when when Black Friday really started to become a thing. Like you were saying, it was like pressing. You had to either be there like Thursday night or on Friday, or else like the deal was gone. And now mm-hmm. you have like this window. You're like, oh, well, they're gonna be a sale. They'll probably start it on Monday or maybe Sunday. And like if I don't get it until like after like the next weekend, it'll probably still be on sale. So it's like there's no pressure because what right. what there's- I used to do and this is, this is just dumb, but this, was, this is May, um, when Black Friday was like a thing still at a store, I would go to Walmart and other places and just buy movies for like, because you could get like all sorts of movies for like a dollar, two dollars, like Blu-rays, all sorts of stuff.
1: And so- What a great investment <laughs> you made.
0: Well, I mean, when you think about like buying a movie on Amazon, it's, it's kind of expensive like to have it digitally. So when you can go and just buy a disc, you know, so I I would just do that. And that would, that was like my, my black Friday tradition. I would get up really early and like go and just clamor through the bins of movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We used to do a similar thing on the road where you, at a lot of American truck stops, they'll have like a, a DVD bin and it's like $3 and it's the worst, not even B rate straight to DVD movies. It's like movies that you didn't even know existed or were made yeah i mean horrible titles and we would just buy the worst looking one to see if we could make it through in the in the van um yeah so and that's the other thing two people are talking about in the chat you know cyber monday you're absolutely right if you if you miss out on black friday stuff all right well cyber monday's three days later two days later whatever you can just (laughs) just get your deals there i feel like we should make a concerted effort we should start this we should start this um this this movement here on the uh, on the podcast, make Black Friday, Black Friday again. Mm. We can make hats, we can make shirts, do the whole thing and try and hone in, try and rein in this Black Friday sort of phenomenon back to Black Friday, because you're right. It used to be pretty advantageous to try and get good deals. I mean, my my thing, I, the thing that I always look for on Black Friday deals are plugins. I mean, you could get some screaming deals on plugins on Black Friday. So for the past couple of years, what I would do is usually starting in September, I'd start putting some money aside, save up a few hundred bucks and just start picking out, all right, what plugins do I want? Oh, I want a new EQ. I need a, oh, this, this, you know, uh, bus compressor looks cool or whatever and wait for Black Friday deals, especially companies like Waves. I mean, they'll do insane stuff, soft isotope, um, and just take that three, four hundred bucks, whatever you save up, and buy all your plug-in suite for the whole year. Right. Um, but yeah, I feel like now that stuff's starting to happen in September, October timeframe. So there's there's no real point.
0: Yeah. And it's it takes away the the specialness of it. And the thing because like, my initial thought was like, is it even necessary? Because you go on a reverb and there's a sale every week. If it's not like Mm. across the entire platform it's a store or somebody and it's like i feel like we're really anesthetized to sales and the the thing that always gets me is the stuff i want typically which is you know the things i would want to get a deal on which would be a guitar or a pedal or you know an amp or something are usually excluded and mm. i hate to be that guy but with mythos i never do black friday sales um i don't think it every time I well, I, I used to try right. and it didn't do anything. You know, because even if you offer a discount free ship and do all that stuff, people are just like, eh, you know, sometimes they'll hop on it. And I do know people that that they need that. That is part of their right. business to make their year right. But just for me, it never did anything. So I just kind of stopped. And it's such a hassle to police with dealers and say, Hey, you have this amount of percentage that you can discount. And you have to make sure you do it. And then you have to check them because, you know, if you're offering 15% off and they're doing stuff at 20, you're like, hey, you can't do that. And then you, it's like, it's such a headache. So I've always just said, not going to do it.
1: Yeah. um, With the stuff I sell, it's a little easier because it's all just, it's, everything's handled online. Right. Even like my merchant stuff, I don't handle any of that stuff. It gets printed at the facility and shipped out. So for us to do a sale, it's like, I text my guy Aaron, who runs a platform, I'm like, "Hey, uh, I want to do thirty percent off today, and just make the code—I don't know—RS30." And he's like, "All right, done." And then I put a blast out. So, I probably will do some kind of Black Friday thing. But yeah, it—it it, the thing that I've found was it, you're competing against everyone doing Black Friday stuff, and everyone sending email blasts out. Sweetwater is is going crazy with the Black Reverbs, going crazy with the stuff like. It's almost for a small operation like me. It's like, ah, just ignore right. it. And <laughs> you uh, know, I'll, I'll do a sale later.
0: I kind of want to do an impromptu see if there's any, any deals on Sweet Rider. Right, Sweet Rider, Street Rider right <laughs> Sweet now. Sweet Rider right now. Do, I'm going to look it up.
1: Sweet Rider right so now. So they have, I'm gonna they do have the Black, same.
0: Friday's, Black Friday sale until the 28th. So when is that? That's. Dude, oh, until Saturday. Uh, okay. Look at this.
1: It's We're a week out. Yeah, Sweetwater deals keep coming. Sweet deals keep coming. Looks like a Chibson post. (laughs) Um, Black Friday sale up to 70% off plus new gear releases now through November 28th. It's currently the 22nd. There is... I think by definition, this should not be able to be called a Black Friday sale. Well, yeah. Let's... I mean... Let's see what's for sale. I'm just
0: looking at um, the hottest deals. And I'm... Me too, yep. I don't know. You can get a Roland drum kit, electronic drum kit for $560 off. All this stuff is so Two th- boring.
1: <laughs> $2,000 off select Relish Mary guitars? I'm going to post this in the chat uh,
0: Yeah, have you played one of those guitars? I'm like... I have. Yeah, They're. I don't like them. Um, uh, they're not my thing. The, they have...
1: I know some people that
0: love them. They have the coolest switches because they're like haptic oh, the, or something. the capacitive yeah, touch thing haptic that's
1: not right um <laughs> hap- whatever the touch yeah, yeah,
0: you're right <laughs> capacitive touch yeah
1: i think i think it's a cool idea the idea being that you can really get it's instead of a switch it's basically like a almost like a fader mm-hmm. right so you can kind of blend to any increment between the two pickups cool idea i would just rather have a fader a pot that does that instead of like this weird touch thing, because in the moment, like playing you gotta, it's, I think it's really impractical. If you're playing and then you gotta like get your finger in the right position and kind of like swipe. It's almost like you're opening your iPhone kind of yeah. thing. I, I
0: don't know. The Not JHS, uh, three series are all 15% off. So they're 80. They're already cheap. So they're 84 15 at Sweetwater. Oh my God, that's so cheap.
1: You can't afford not to buy it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not (laughs) to Oh, good, you can get
1: a cajon for $99.
0: Oh, that's what every house needs, especially during the holidays, you need a cajon. Here's
1: here's the thing. I think cajons are the worst instruments ever made. (laughs) I hate cajons with the burning passion of a billion suns. I hate having to take a great drummer and relegate them to a cajon. I hate having to play on a gig with cajons. They never sound good. They're not cool.
0: They're so not cool.
1: Ooh, Slate Digital VMS ML1 for 500 bucks. That's pretty good. Damn, uh, I actually might... Okay, hold on. Wait, wait, <laughs> see wait. What else is we on can't here. shop on air.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... um, Yeah, I think... I, I just... I have a problem with the expansion of Black Friday. And if we keep going... There's also the idea of, like stores being open on Thanksgiving here in the States. Like that's a big thing that's happening now. And I just, I feel like, man, no, you should, you should let your employees be with their families that day, or at least, at least let them have the day off to do whatever they want. Right. It's a, it's a national holiday making people work, especially a retail job. And especially on a day where people are being crazy as, as people always are around black Friday. Like that's just not cool,
0: man. No. And Man, and this year, this year is different. This is going to be the weirdest year, anyway, just because, yeah, you know, the virus. But it's <laughs> like, man, I I feel like everyone just needs to chill out. And oh, the slash double neck only thirteen thousand. Oh, $13, wow! Thirteen thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> oh man. What about the deal? The things where um, some companies and I don't have an example of this right now, but there's a couple memes going around about this where people will, you know, it, it, street price normally is seven ninety nine, seven ninety nine, and then Black Friday price is seven ninety nine, but there's all this branding and marketing around it to make you think that it's some big deal.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The the thing that always trips me up on it, it usually happens on Reverb, more so on eBay, because I feel like eBay is a little less police. You see stuff for like crazy deals, and you're like, "Oh, what?" And then the shipping's like three hundred dollars, <laughs> and they just offset the 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 product price with the shipping the shipping to get it. When you sort low to high, it's like the first thing, right? And you get real excited, and then you get really really angry. So
1: okay, now yeah. now I need to get off because I am actually shopping. Yeah, I need see,
0: to not do that right mm-hmm. now. Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got got Zach. <laughs> we don't get got. We go. We get. don't get got we go get <laughs> <laughs> so anyways let us know in the comments your black friday uh deals what are you looking for how do you feel about it you know i'm all for black friday but let's just let's rein it in a little bit yeah
0: okay are are you gonna be shopping for anything <laughs> like i mean I- anything um
1: i would like a ribbon mic, uh and i would like a new set of wheels for my road bike okay Set of carbon arrow wheels, deep dish. Looking at the zip firecrest three hundred threes, probably in like the thirty-five millimeter range. Um, yeah. What about you?
0: Uh, uh a new stove. <laughs> oh, like, fun! It's like the most like, domestic.
1: <laughs> Yo, are you guys gonna go induction? You should go induction.
0: I don't know. I think the most important thing for us is having <laughs> is having like a dual um, ovens. So.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, induction, though, for real, it's it's the future. It's magic. Yeah, I don't know. It cooks with magnets, dude. Come on, how cool is that?
0: <laughs> magnets.
1: Do you know about induction stoves? Yeah,
0: yeah. I just uh, I don't know okay. how much they are, and I don't. I I worry that they're real expensive.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know anything about that, but I just know they're real cool. And I want if if we buy a house and we have to renovate a kitchen, I'm I'm going all induction.
0: Anyways, you go get, you'd go induction over gas
1: yeah Ah. Uh, mm, eh. here's why here's why okay it doesn't heat up your kitchen something like i think 60 percent of the heat that's generated from your gas stove ends up not going into heating the pan and heating the food but in just heating the air around your kitchen mm-hmm. um the other thing is it heats up incredibly fast down here we have uh just a single induction top burner thing that we got on amazon just to, like, a hot make the basics yeah basically, <laughs> and you can boil water in that thing like instantly um and for having kids and stuff, it's a lot safer because the actual surface doesn't heat up. it's just the pan that gets hot it's it's the future, man, I'm telling you,
0: I'll look into it, and then we'll have to get all new like cookware, won't we
1: yeah well Ugh. no unless unless if you use anything that is phoritic, so uh cast iron obviously works super well, and a lot of cookware um has as long as it's not like stainless steel or something like that it should work if it's magnetic it'll work okay and now that we've lost half our audience yeah um,
0: all right bye we're talking about ferrous materials here (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: hey man pickups are ferritic so that's a thing there we go it's all dipped in town and reining it back in Zach yes if you and I were to start a guitar company what what would we do
0: I think we should have competing guitar companies. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think. I think. Okay. I want to see. We'll we'll leave it to the comments. Whose idea they like more? Whose guitar would they buy? We don't have to have a brand name yet. Yet. Mm -hmm. But our approach to starting our own guitar company. uh...
1: (laughs) Robert Dudley and Chaps (laughs) said (laughs) Shoils.
0: That's the that's best great. one yet.
1: Shoil's <laughs> <Schoyles> guitars.
0: <laughs> you know, that's that's a. I like that more than relish. Uh, yeah, I, I just think of a hot dog. I can't. Yeah, I don't get it.
1: Aren't isn't relish guitars? Aren't they from um, Sweden? I think. I think so. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering that it, it it probably means something different over there than it does here.
0: Probably, but you wouldn't yeah. like you know call a company potato something if it. <laughs> Like in another country. Well, it might be somebody's like really name. Cool. Well, it might maybe. be somebody's
1: name. So, you but
0: know. again, like I don't. That's <laughs> all I think of when I like when when things have funny names. I just like. W- oh my once god! You make that connection. You can't escape it.
1: Mendoza in the chat collab with Josh Scott Muscle Shoals guitars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. All
1: right. Go Go ahead. Go ahead with your uh, your guitar design here.
0: Well, oddly enough. I've thought about this. Um, I actually I haven't, so I'm gonna just fire off the, the top of the head here. Bang bang. Uh I had designed a guitar. I don't think I've ever showed you this. I like drew it up. Uh not in like CAD or anything, you know, it's pretty rough and tumble, but it's it's a you know, it, it's a technical drawing of mm-hmm. a guitar. And basically what I wanted to do was make a line of offset kind of melody makers okay that were the thickness of a Les Paul jr because for those that don't know uh, a Gibson Melody maker is actually thin it's way thinner than a normal like Les Paul jr a special body thickness which is is cool I mean they're really lightweight and you know easy to you know play for a long time but they don't really hit the same because there's just mm. not as much mass, you know. So I want to do something that's kind of like that. The double cut but kind of tilted with a slight, slight offset waist so it kind of sits real close to you. Gibson scale length, Gibson nut width. And the idea was have a really locked-in body shape with – and this is not an original idea. Other people have done this – but a universal route where you could put in a different pick guard with different pickup configurations. Mm. So I'd want to have it made overseas, but use probably, probably of course set up in the states and use American parts. I'd have the guitar made all over there. Oh, okay. and then have the pick guard I'd probably have the pick guard made, but then do the the pickups, the pots, all the all the wiring in the States, pop it in ready to go. And so that's, that's my idea. And that would probably get the price point to the thousand dollar range.
1: So essentially you're just directly competing with revolta.
0: Well, I mean, it'd be competing with a lot of people, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, I actually have my revolta here, which (laughs) here's one I prepared earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, For those that haven't played a Revolta, it is shocking how good these guitars are. Um, The setup, the feel, the fretwork. Granted, they are set up in the States. But just from a construction standpoint, I think they're probably one of the best import guitars being made.
1: Yeah, I agree. I played my my baritone on the show last night. And the Revolta baritone smokes the Dan Electro baritone. Super cool. In in every respect, it's just a better, it's a better instrument. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's respectable. And what, what would you uh you have, Do you have a name off the top of your
0: head? No, I I, I had some names, but they're dumb, and I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna share it. But basically, I, if I can find the picture, I think it's on my old computer. I might share it. Maybe I won't because I don't want because I think it's a good idea. And the shape is something that I've never seen exactly before Uh-huh. and when i okay. say double cut i mean like a like a like a double cut les paul or a melody maker it's it's a short horn it's not like you know not like a strat
1: man this is tough and i'm also realizing how i've just never really thought about this <laughs> um all right so My my guitar, my company, would be Made in America, mm. um, handmade, probably, you know, yeah, I'd probably do like CNC stuff, but hand finishing, painting, lacquer, the whole deal. Um, I'd probably go with Gibson Scale Length. But a six in line headstock with no offset um, to prevent the inevitable Gibson style tuning issues. Yeah, it'd be a semi hollow design. Um, uh, what I'm trying to do here is just not describe a 335, basically. <laughs> I'm trying to design something that's close to a 335 that's not a 335. Like, so it'd be a six in line headstock. Um, Gibson scale, semi-hollow, not offset. Um, I love offset guitars, but I fear that offset guitars are very, very hard to do right. Um, you can you can easily make an offset design that just looks totally wrong. And, and frankly, I think there's a lot of companies out there that do offsets that just look bad, in my opinion. Um, I think Dennis has it figured out. Dennis has the offset thing closest to fender you know where the proportions are right it looks right it feels right the right size the right amount of offset um so i would not go with an offset shape i'd go double cut semi hollow gibson scale and i'd have three different pickup combinations i would have straight up paf paf i would have a triple firebird configuration not mini hum triple Firebird, and I would have a P90 configuration. Um, I would offer a hardtail, um, ABR1-style bridge, and I would offer not a Bigsby, um, but a Tremolo similar to the the Duesenberg less trim. I actually really like the Les yeah, trim. I know you hate, I it. hate it. I actually really like it. I think it's great. Uh yeah, so I'm kind of describing like a Trini, Trini Lopez essentially. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would basically build a Trini Lopez. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know it would be semi hollow. Um, I think where I would go different, I'd probably want the mahogany center block, mm-hmm. um, and I'd go carved instead of laminated. So think like a Collings i35, right, where it's carved from a single block. Where you take a chunk of mahogany and you hog it out, so you have the mahogany center block with the pickup routes. I would not do a universal pickup route. I would do the pickup routes specifically for each pickup configuration. Right. And then I would have a maple cap, a solid maple cap, slapped on top. Man, um, that's. I would not. Big money. I would not use hide. Yeah, it was not going to be a cheap guitar. Um, I would not use hide glue for, uh. I guess environmental concerns I'd use like a synthetic um and synthet- and oh Jesus Christ a synthetic glue that has properties of hide that crystallizes right and I would use tempered wood so tempered mahogany tempered maple for the top um and I'm trying to decide if it would be a set neck or neck through uh I don't because cause if you think about it, like if you are going with the Trini Lopez thing, you're kind of calling back to a Firebird, which is... The thing I love about the Firebird is when you play one, when you play a good one, you can feel, because the neck and the body where the pickups and the bridge and everything are are the same piece of wood. I mean, you can feel it in the neck. The guitar just resonates. So... Right. I just don't think that you could feasibly now that I'm thinking about it, it'd have to be set neck because if you're going to hog yeah. out from a single piece of wood, you'd have to take a giant, <laughs> you'd just like whittle it down to a <laughs> neck. Okay, so it'd be- This s- whole forest, just cut just it down. Just cut it all down. But bo- <laughs> We're going to make three guitars. <laughs> out of it. Yeah, okay, so set neck, mahogany.
0: Yeah.
1: Ebony fretboard. Um. Bound neck, bound body, double bound body. Um. Bone nut. I'd go stainless frets, stainless steel frets. Ugh. Yeah, 100%.
0: I don't like stainless, man.
1: <laughs> so that's the thing. And it would probably end up costing you $10,000 because that's an expensive yeah. guitar to build. But there it is.
0: Man, I, uh, well, there you go. Well, what? how would you make it look different? Because ultimately, you don't want to say like, Hey, see this guitar? I want that, but with my name on the head. Yeah, side,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what
0: would you what would you do to the body to make it not be where you wouldn't get a C and D. Oh, I'd
1: definitely get a C and D from Gibson. All the all the boys over there would not be happy about that. Um
0: Mm-mm.
1: I think if you changed the proportions enough, if you changed I mean, because how did Collins get around it?
0: It's smaller.
1: Oh, I like the size of the 335, though. What if I made it bigger?
0: Well, the th- make it
1: bigger? <laughs> yeah, make it Super 400 size. <laughs> like,
0: like a Super 400, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> that's in my lap. Because
1: <laughs> um, the thing is, I don't like a 339. I think a 339 is way too small.
0: Um, right. It, well, the the... The callings the i thirty five kind of sits in between. It's kind of like a three three six or three, three. There's another okay model. Okay, that okay. Lives here's in what between. I would
1: do. Here's what I would do. Here's one of my favorite shapes ever. Is the double cut, gretch. Oh. Okay, so this is obviously a single cut, um, but the double cut falcons. That's what I would do. So it would be like a thin line double cut gretch uh same size just much thinner than that right um with the 6 in line headstock so that would basically be it would be like if a if a double cut falcon and a trini lopez had a baby with firebird
0: pickups mm-hmm. basically and knowing you uh knowing you that they, they would be in like pretty cool finishes oh yeah
1: No natural finishes.
0: No, like I I can't imagine there be nothing like off the shelf sort of like classic guitar.
1: No, so I would go. Obviously, there'd be a whole line of sparkles, Um, and then metallic colors. Probably a really great gold top. Um, a heather mist. Mm. Be really cool, and I'd do a sunburst. You know, the closest thing to a natural finish, but. I hate natural do, finished guitars.
0: Do a metallic sunburst.
1: Oh, okay. Now that's let's.
0: Mm. <laughs> I I kind of like those. <laughs> well, one thing too on mine. What I don't think I said. I'd want it to be a rap tail. Mm. So, like, I mean, really, I just want to. I want a Les Paul Junior that has a double cut vibe. That's like like you just went eh, mm. and just or no, well this way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um tweaked it just you skewed it in photoshop and smaller horn smaller cutaways and because i think the idea of having a guitar that's like all done overseas that you know gives you this you know bright really a really good resonant piece of piece of you know wood coming from from overseas and then you slap in like real deal parts you're Mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna be like So further ahead. Oh, you're going to sell a lot more guitars than
1: I am. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just love having played a few of the Collings uh, guitars, dude. Especially that I35, because the difference is between it and the 335 is it's hogged out. It's it's a carved body instead of a laminated body, and it's a solid top. Oh, dude.
0: I. I prefer the LC. I prefer the laminated construction one. Mm. I think that, I mean, because it just feels more like a 335. Yeah. And like, like the best that a 335 could possibly be. Yeah. You know, that's that's what an a i35 LC feels like to me. I I told Joey, uh, I'll, I'll post a picture of it now. If you've not seen Joey's red i35 LC, it is super flamey. And just such a monster guitar. And I told him, I was like, if you ever sell that, like, I'm your guy. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna buy it because I want that guitar.
1: Do you like super flamey guitars?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, not in a, I don't like super tight book matched, like, <sighs> the really over the top Paul Reed Smiths. Sometimes, some, you know, will get me, but. I like them when they're pretty flamy, but Joey's is very. It looks like one from back in the day that mm-hmm. was just for whatever reason that one had the best wood of that week, and like they bookmatched it. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I so. I don't like flamy guitars at all.
0: Well, I mean, I you know I like this, and this is like.
1: Yeah. See that's, that's not super though. To me, that's too much flame. What? Yeah, it's it's a beautiful guitar. Don't get me wrong. I'm not partial to that personally. So all my guitars would probably be solid finishes. I probably don't even I don't even know if I would do a sunburst.
0: Yeah. Well, for mine, I I wouldn't do. There'd be no veneers. It'd be nothing. It'd just be like a slab of mahogany. Yeah. Solid. Like I I do. I really like the um transparent finishes. Like the, the, the white you can see through kind of mm. like a, on a... on a Jupiter.
1: Like a Mary Kay kind of thing?
0: Yeah. The the one that Gibson does, you know, they have... Like, it's like a wash. It's like a white wash. Right. So you can really see the pores and stuff. And I love like the... um that What's it? The Epiphone did it. It's like a silver fox or something and it, it turned kind of green. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like I w- it would be all of that kind of stuff.
1: Right. right? Right. So
0: yeah, we're we're definitely on very opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum because your guitars would be easily for a semi hollow with solid wood, four to five thousand dollars a pop, easy. Sorry, no, yeah, it's hey, fine. Hey, listen,
1: you know, don't don't at me. You know, this is this was the challenge. What would your guitar company be? And that that's it. I mean, I guess you could do, you could do a an overseas import version you know, that was laminated construction made overseas, same kind of thing that you're talking about where it's, you know, half the price, but still good pickups, still good parts, good wiring, finished in the U S set up in the U S. So you could have like the main line and then the B line. Um, But yeah, I think to me, just that, that idea of the, the Trini Lopez meets a gretch with a firebird style construction where it's you know the one thing all the way through. I wonder if you could do instead of carving one from one piece of wood where you could do the firebird neck through thing where that's have one wings. solid piece and then glue the the back wings on and then slap a maple top over it to sandwich it all together. That could be a thing.
0: Um, I'm sure you could or you could have a raised middle section. Like Like Firebird, Firebird and just have like a smaller wing off the side of it.
1: Man, I really think Firebird, Reverse Firebird Fives are like the. After having this one for the past almost year now, dude, I think they're some of the most undersung guitars ever. I love it.
0: They're they're goofy to play, like unless yeah, you get used to it.
1: You you, you get used to it.
0: Like, I mean, for me, I I can't. I physically can't because of my hand. Because I feel like I'm playing the guitar like. (laughs) (laughs) You. I mean, you kind of are. (laughs) Yeah, you're like you're. I don't know. The first time I ever
1: played a Firebird, I was sitting down and I went to strum it and my hand hit the bridge because it is everything is shifted, you know, way down here, but when you're when you're standing up, it kind of it moves over and it gets right in the the thing. I mean, it was designed by a car designer, so it's not, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it's it's a cla- it's an iconic guitar shape. But see, that's that's another place where we differ. I if i was gonna have a firebird, it would be a rever- or a non reverse dude no i think they they i think they're easier to play
1: they're easier to play I just think they look wrong uh <laughs> was playing one on his his channel this week and it sounds amazing because Bougavac was playing it right but i just dude the reverse sorry the non reverse firebirds to me look so wrong and i can't i can't stand it
0: <sighs> see what i want so bad is to just be i like let's okay i'm going to sell mythos to some person who's going to give me an inordinate sum of money and i just want to be so wealthy that every time someone says oh i really hate that i buy the nicest one i can find and just give it to them (laughs) so they feel so bad
1: (laughs) like you ever did that to me now i know your motives and i would just sell it like oh thanks
0: man well, if you knew I was just like like beyond wealth, like right. that would that would be fine, you know. But I just don't know how anyone who had like who was super rich wouldn't do that just like all the time. Just to mess with people like, oh, I really hate pulled pork and sends like a hundred pounds of pulled pork to their house or something. God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. So I think I think we've got some pretty good options here. If anyone out there who's listening or watching the show is handy with photoshop and wants to like mock up some renderings that's not don't zach because he has a don't lot make on his me plate. do not no 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 don't do that you have too much going on someone who's not zach uh and wanted to mock up these designs that we could we could post that would be awesome
0: yeah well and another thing too if you have like what would be your dream guitar company that would be something fun to see uh you know type it in the comments what people would want to make because i think the challenge should be it can't be a, a straight up gibson or Fender yeah. copy can't do because it because that is so boring and uninspired i feel like and, right. and i'm not trying to disparage anyone that does that there's a lot of people that have built great businesses off doing that and they make amazing guitars but at the end of the day from across the room you'd be like what is that it looks just like yeah. that you want something that you see it and you immediately go, oh, so, which is, that's the hardest part.
1: Right. Know? Right. It's hard to do well, man. It's why the people that do it well are, uh, in my opinion, very highly respected. Again, mm. Dennis Fano, I talk about him all the time. We're big fan of fanboys over here. Yeah. Uh, Fano, it Fano is, fanboys. <laughs> it is so hard to design a guitar shape that looks right and will age well. So hard. You know, yeah. I think he's done it.
0: Yeah. Well, the the crazy thing about what I've talked about about my shape is I've sincerely thought about having a prototype made, and and well, like in in the states because I have a bunch of luthier friends that could mock up one, mm-hmm. and and actually doing it because the 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 cost to entry for overseas production is a lot lower than you'd think. I mean, it's it's a lot of money. That mm-hmm. you would be investing in this, but it's it's doable um, because depending on where you get a guitar made, and I would probably have them made in Korea or you know somewhere that now is like the new Japan for all intents mm. and purposes. It's the most expensive to get stuff right. made in China. Like I know people that own import guitar companies that make like really inexpensive guitars, and I think the minimum order is like ten or fifteen. Which really. Yeah, and it's just like a couple hundred bucks per guitar, which is crazy.
1: Ship! Look at what Chivalry just posted in the <laughs> chat. We need to put this in the in the the video because this oh. is exactly what I'm describing.
0: <laughs> okay, how do I save this?
1: <laughs> oh my god! So, yeah, I, I've man, I've never thought about that. We could start Soyls c- guitars. <laughs>
0: shoals shoals it doesn't make oh god that's a horrible it's like it it, it, it it reads fine but when you say it out loud it sounds so stupid uh, I'm just
1: imagining someone on like a rig rundown in the future like yeah, this is my, my shoals, uh model
0: S you know uh, shoals. shoals that's how people say my name, they say, broils. broyles,
1: uh, the yoiles, broyles, the yoiles,
0: Shoyles. Oh God!
1: Well, I'm I'm for it, man. I'm here for it. Shoyle hey, guitars.
0: I'll come up with the shapes, and you pony up the cash, and we'll we'll call uh, it even. I
1: what cash? <laughs> Where am I getting? I'm trying to buy a house. Uh, Cancel we that. We could do. <laughs> we could get a prototype made. Yeah, and then sell that.
0: yeah it uh it's it's on my to-do list of like (laughs) life in general to start at least try to have a few guitars made okay we'll see okay one day 10 years 20 years time how that
1: that's great shoyles guitars there Uh, you go it won't be called that it started here (laughs) we'll have to point to this day when we're at nam 2023 at our booth just kind of standing there We'll have this episode playing yeah. on a TV.
0: People walking around like, "What is up with that booth?" <laughs> One of my favorite things to do at Nam is look at all the um, copy because there's just copy everywhere. There's you know signs and advertisements and all sorts of stuff, and find things that are misspelled or really bad grammar you you can find some gems and also mm-hmm. if if you guys this is just a I'm just giving this one away this is a treat for everybody if you've never found the threads of people sharing pictures of people asleep at Nam it is um it's really funny you can just find people <laughs> like by the drum section just like passed out <laughs> it's like
1: how dude how Nam is a it's an assault on your senses man i I yeah.
0: I, I was going to say, I think the drum section is not as bad as the guitar section. It should be section. illegal. I, I think the guitar section is worse.
1: The, the thing about the guitar section is the bass and guitar section are in the, the same area. So, what happens is, like, you get over into that side of the hall and there's this low end rumble yeah. that's just happening. It's like 50 hertz, 80 hertz that's just building up and building up. And I think there is some, like, after 2 days of that 3 days of that you are physically exhausted and your brain is shot because if you think about it your ears your brain is having to process all of that auditory information that's coming in and it's it literally is an assault
0: oh yeah it's it's like sitting like by the wing of an airplane and just hearing the engine just for uh, it, it people don't understand why you get so tired when you go to NAM like it, when you're working or doing something there because people come and like if they're there for a couple hours. They're like, Yeah, hey, it's so fun. And they look at you and like, why are you so like tired and stuff? Why are you dead inside? <laughs> I just don't want to be here.
1: It's fun. But yeah, like this year, Tilly, the first day of, of Nam, her voice completely <laughs> yeah. went away. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I had to translate for her. So and it was <laughs> exhausting because every single conversation people would come up and be like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. And I'd be like, Oh, she can't, It's just Tilly. She can't talk. She's, I mean, it wasn't like she was hoarse. Her voice was gone for like three days, couldn't talk. Because you just have to, you scream at people. Yeah. And that's why everyone gets sick because you, in order to communicate with someone, you get three inches from their face and then you scream at them to have conversations.
0: Luckily, (sighs) where we were, well, where I was last year with the Novo and Revolta guys was down in the basement, which is, probably the most chill area yeah uh but even then it's just it's just loud just that many people talking in a space is loud so yep anyway Man. do you want to move on to our last little segment we we're starting a new this episode
1: well yeah we should we should make a point to start saving up for the Nam Booth 20 we should put a kickstarter out there for just for the nambuth
0: 2022
1: 22 yeah we'll shoot for 22 Scheuels guitar guitars 22 Booth. Uh, we'll get the you, smallest one we can get. You would
0: call the Nam people and be like, "What's it called? That's not <laughs> right." No, 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 no. S H O.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna start. We're gonna try out a new segment here to to close out the show. And um, we're gonna call it Gear of the Week. Is there a better? Is somebody in the chat? Maybe maybe help
0: us out here with a better name than that. It, um, if that's taken on another thing, let us know. Yeah. But yeah, we're just going to have a gear of the week where we showcase a piece of gear that we have that we think is really cool that you guys will enjoy looking at. It's, I don't
1: it's know. the shill of the week. Hey! The shill of the week. Here we go.
0: <laughs> so uh, you want to start off, Mr. Broyles? Sure. I have mine at the ready here. All right. Um, so a pedal brand that I really like who's ran by a very nice guy named Mike Timpson is seeker electric effects
1: uh hold on let me get the the video pulled up here oh nice yeah no i haven't seen those those are cool
0: yeah so mike is doing everything himself this is just like his side hustle for fun and he's making old school circuits very much in the vein of of all these people who find vintage parts and make them the vintage way on tag boards, turret strips, things like that. And so this is one of his, uh, silicon fuzz face pedals that he was selling on, uh, on Instagram. Basically what he does is he'll fulfill orders, but every now and again, he'll make something and just throw it up. And most of his pedals are really affordable. Um, nice. I have, I have a couple, this one I think was only like 200 bucks and it's a all in part, um, vintage, correct style fuzz face. Uh, doesn't have a battery adapter it's just got a battery inside it's the old school thing but seeker electric effects um everyone should go check out mike give him a follow and uh, when you see something neat order it most of the pedals he actually paints himself this is this is painted he nice painted this. yeah nice. so it, it's all a labor of love and he does a fantastic job
1: that's cool because I was gonna I was gonna highlight like a really small builder too. Um, sure. Somebody not many people know. Yeah. Uh, so JHS. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, all right, no, for real though. So this is the Colorbox V two. I've had the V one for years. I bought I bought the V one probably five years ago. I'm a big fan of, like what I would call utility pedals or utility gear, right? Which is one piece of gear that will cover a lot of ground it's it's sort of the alton brown school of thought right shout out to good eats alton brown um and if you if you're not familiar with alton brown or good eats you should be and his idea basically is in the kitchen you should avoid having gadgets that only do one thing you should avoid having stuff in your kitchen that only does one thing right like uh like a a a juicer for example or maybe that's not a good example i don't know whatever piece of gadget you can think of that only does one thing and whatever something like this is such a killer piece of gear to have because it's so versatile and it'll cover a lot of ground for you so if you're not familiar with the color box essentially this is supposed to be like a recording console preamp almost channel strip without the compression in a box so it is a preamp pedal it's got a lundahl transformer in it Um, it's got full eq it's got a high pass filter Um, it's got a combo jack in so you can run xlr line level into it microphones you can use it as a di if you're at all interested in recording and production and you are trying to record vocals you're trying to record bass and and any other di signal keyboards synth guitar This is a great recording tool to have, makes a great preamp for guitar, makes a killer tone shaper. You can put it at different places in your signal chain and use it as an EQ. Um, You can use it as a boost. It makes a killer fuzz pedal. It makes a good um, sort of like fixer pedal. I use this sometimes on amps that have way too much low end if you're on a gig something that has a good high pass filter where you can just cut that low end out so it's not fighting with the bass um honestly i think this is the best pedal that jhs makes um i'm a huge fan of it i think you should check one out so and if you I
0: really want one
1: even if you're not uh ready to shell out for the the V2 there's plenty of V1s out there for sale the difference being um it only has a three band eq and it's got a, a few features that the V2 doesn't have and that
0: does that work on nine volts now?
1: Um, I think, yeah, nine volt DC center negative. Yeah, yeah the previous one the was old. 18.
0: one, Yeah, it was 18. Yeah, and, and I didn't know that when I was working at Carter and people want to try it. And yeah. I just plug it into nine volts and be like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know, it's not working right. I'm like, <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> then I looked at it, I'm like, Oh god, I'm an idiot.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, man. That, so that's I bought mine um years ago because I was getting into I wanted to start producing more stuff at home and I didn't have any like outboard gear, outboard preamps or anything like that and so I bought it to use for that. Um it works great. It's supposed to be essentially like a Neve 1073 sort of right. thing. Now, does it compare to like a BAE 1073? No. Um but it will do the thing. It'll get you that flavor. It'll get you, you know, you you can it gets get you, you a flavor th- town. Yeah, it takes you to Flavor Town. Anytime you can put uh, Transformers in your signal path, I think that's a good. It's a good move. So, yeah, right. Club I just Box put. V2. I have
0: an Optimus Prime, and I just plug into that, and it's fine. <laughs> the Allspark. It's <laughs> that's,
1: oh, that's the
0: dumbest joke I could possibly make. <laughs> uh,
1: so there you go, shill of the week.
0: Shill of one. the week. I hey. like it.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's good. I think. I think between the two of us we probably have a lot of random stuff not just pedals that that mm-hmm. people would be interested to see cuz i have a lot of like tools that i think i don't think i don't think guitar players have enough tools we have right. a bunch of like this kind of tool but like actual like this kind of tool dude this that you got me last year that's the tool man
1: this is the tool man this is the one to have
0: what is this called it's called a spanner.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do this every week. I bought a torque. wrench If we wrench remember. This week. <laughs>
1: you hear me.
0: You bought a torque wrench.
1: Yeah. First for time I ever had a torque wrench. Uh, for my bike, my bicycles.
0: Oh. Yeah. I bought. Uh. Oh, I bought so much stuff for my proton pack. So many tools. <laughs> I
1: love that sentence so much, man that's awesome so oh i bought your christmas present by the way it just shipped i got the notification
0: well i'm glad i'm glad you reminded me so that means i have to get you something now
1: (laughs) oh no you don't have to i just i thought of it and then uh i went online and found it and and yeah it's gonna be i
0: i feel really guilty when i don't get somebody things so
1: oh well what we should do uh so maybe not next week maybe for our uh our holiday episode we'll uh we'll do the gift exchange so i'll ship you yours ah. you ship me mine we'll open them on the on the pod
0: right I'm, mine's gonna be so inappropriate
1: <laughs> don't get something comically large that i like i can't fit in the frame or something hey also i don't have space for any shit so please don't get me anything big Just <laughs> like.
0: It's just an air mattress as soon as you open the box. <laughs> yeah. It just explodes out.
1: <laughs> it's a, a life raft for a, for a cruise ship.
0: <laughs> Congrats. I knew you always played. Uh, perfect.
1: Well, everyone, thanks for hanging out. This has been Dipped in Tone, episode uh, whatever. Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, you know, if you want to support the show, you can, you can uh, follow us on Patreon. I feel like we should throw a couple more levels in there than just the one.
0: Maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like I have to... <laughs> Finally, get some merch going. I, I have, I have all the best intentions. I promise, I do. I just like, I don't have any time. Dude,
1: we're both very busy. It's okay. Yeah. I think people understand. But uh, yeah, we, we should, we should have merch available. We'll soon.
0: have, a, we'll have another tier where you get our phone number and you can just call us and ask us anything. <laughs> <want>. uh, well,
1: <laughs> maybe your phone number. <laughs> um, yeah. So you can, you can do that. Also, be sure to subscribe and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the channel's growing, man. It's cool. Yeah. And I also didn't... let us know, we've kicked around the idea of doing other types of videos on the channel than just the show.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe I think that's like, a thing. this honest, just like kind of gorilla, not, not uh, like, yeah, ape gorilla, but gorilla <laughs> filmmaking. <of laughs> I, the think they, I think I think they got that. I don't think you needed to clarify. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, <laughs> works well. And I feel like we could do like just pedal things or you know, showcasing things in a very simple format that was, would not be as long and I think people yeah. might take it. But let us know what you want to see. What do you want the dipped in tone boys to do?
1: <laughs> what do you want them, them dipped in tone <laughs> boys? Let, let
0: them dip boys!
1: Let them dip boys! <laughs> They're at it again. It's the good old boys. Never mean no harm. But I can't tell if you're in time or not because of the latency. <laughs> I'm <scene> not. <laughs> All oh, right. man. Speaking of, have you ever heard um Convoy, the convoy theme song?
0: Uh yeah, I think I have.
1: Oh man, it's a jolly man. Yeah. Awesome. All right. On that note, I'm getting out of here. I'm All right. Closing off my rec- recording. Goodbye. Bye.